Yo, it's your boy Duck, and you're tuned in to Underground Opolis. Welcome to Underground Opus, everybody. Wednesday night, time to party. Time to get your weekend started early. Oh, yeah. Well, just, of course, a, a little, one little shameless self-promotion announcement. And then I'll bring my guests right on. Oh, let's see. It's September 29th, which is tomorrow. We'll just... When this airs, this is tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Brock and I from Springliner will be performing at 21st in Germantown. Yes, it's a Thursday night. There's no cover. No cover. Just come in, come see us. We'll be playing for a couple hours. Those crazy ass tunes that we do, you know, the ones you think are fun. That's about my, that's about the only announcement I have right just now. I'm going to just. Talk about my guests for a second. I got the privilege to share a stage with these guys last, what, October, I think it was. Hey, it's been almost a year. With these guys had rocked the house that night. We had a brand, band down from Chicago at the Mag Bar, a band called The Weekend Run Club, who has also been on this show. They were such a great band. And then these guys, I got to, I got to open, get up there and sing all my raunchy-ass songs. Songs making fun of Tony Melito and shit. <laughs> and then these guys, these guys brought down the house at the end of the night. So I'm going to bring them right on. Hey, hey. Oh, hey. It's us. <laughs> All right. Tell us who you are, where you're from. Hey, I'm Kenny. I'm from uh, a few places. Uh, I live in Louisville, Kentucky. And I love it here. Like this. Like this. We have an intruder. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, my name's Coco. Uh, I am also from a lot of places, but generally... Where's that? <laughs> uh, I've lived in Louisville for a long time, so I have hail from Louisville as well. Uh, I am I'm Shane. I am also from a lot of places. <laughs> you need to go upstairs, please. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You'll soon, you'll soon realize go. we're just a bunch of dads. Yeah, we're all. Yeah. Uh, I hailed from Seattle for a couple years and now I'm here. So. Right on, man. Go upstairs. We are. Hey, go upstairs. We're in the middle of something appreciate you yeah yeah so i'm uh lead guitar vocals um i have you know up to this point primarily written the songs uh we're moving into more of a collaborative space um and uh coco here plays bass shane's drumming killing it and uh yeah it's kenny moon and ground control kenny moon and ground control which is a, a really great name. 
Now, oh, thanks. Where, where all have you played so far? I know, I know you got the uh, art sanctuary here a while back. That was probably a really good. That got such a nice stage in there. Yeah, it's a really awesome place. Uh, it's a really great venue. Um, the The problem with that venue is it's a, just a big space, so it's really tough to fill. Um, so, you know, with a, with a venue that big, it's, uh, it tends to not sound as good as it possibly could with more people in it. Um, so it was, it was tough to hear, uh, I will say in that building, it was very hard to hear. Was it? Uh, everything it's, was it's pretty cavernous. Yeah. The whole thing is like made of metal. Yeah. Metal roof, <laughs> metal ceiling, concrete walls, and it's just really big. Yeah. Um, so it sounds, I mean, if you get like, if you get like 200 people in that room, it sounds amazing. Yeah, like, I bet it would. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, we've, we played Art Sanctuary. Uh, we actually played with the Wormholes who are going to join us at the Whirling Tiger on October 13th. Um, and Sweet Lady is going to be on that bill as well. Sweet Lady's awesome blues band, if you haven't heard them. Oh, yeah. Great dudes. Oh, yeah. Love them. Uh, and the wormholes are really great, super synthy, psychedelic rock. Um, so we were pleased to be able to join them again. And they sounded great, honestly, in that big cavernous space. But their music is very, like, synth-heavy. Um, A lot of very clean guitar lines and stuff yeah. that sound great when they're reverberated out to the ends of the end of the world, you know? For sure. Um, but, yeah, and then that's going to be super fun. Uh, and... We have played Galaxy Bar. We're actually playing Galaxy Bar on November 5th as well. So, and we played there at Tequila Fest last year, and it was really cool. Uh, was it last year or was it the beginning of this year? I think it was the beginning of this year. Okay, yeah, I think it was like early spring. Um, and again, that's a nice big space, and, you know, it sounded good. We're going to do some other things this next time around to see if we can uh, you know, help out and change the sound even more, uh, to really just take advantage of how big that room is. Um, and we're also, uh, the Enchanted Forest, we're about to play that, but... Well, it will have already... Oh, yeah, it will have already We happened. had, we played the Enchanted Forest, it was totally. great, super, it was super fantastic. great. We had Kill a Kaiju <laughs> up, uh, Kill a Kaiju is a band from Lexington, they're very cool, like, uh, it's like... It's, Fuzz psychedelic rap. jam, psychedelic fuzz. fuzz, psychedelic. Yeah, they're yeah. they're a really powerful band, uh, three piece as well. So it was really great to have them up. It'll, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a great show. Oh yeah. Um, do they do they paint their faces like the band from Japan? That's called like the, the kaiju or whatever. <laughs> the, no. the guys that set all that set all the fires and stuff. We'll have to recommend that they start painting their faces and oh. setting fires. <laughs> Like like the book that band you have to, the the venue has to sign a waiver they make them the venue sign a waiver <laughs> man that's a, that's like Belushi here they are prolific <laughs> yeah My buddy, I love how crazy they are our mutual friend Brad Brad Crust loves the band you're talking about he's seen them multiple oh. times you know <laughs> who I'm talking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I know I think they're actually from Japan they're like, yeah. like all surf rock music. <laughs> like they're just set fires. <laughs> That's what Kitty Moon should maybe should do is just start setting fires at shows. Right? <laughs> I don't know. If we don't, I don't have know if we're a pyrotechnics band. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day. What, what, 
What kind of band would you say Kenny Moon Ground Control is? Uh, we're like a yeah. liquid light <laughs> show, laser beam in space band. We've had this conversation together so many times. <laughs> I, you know, I th I'd like to think that the way that we write our music is for big stages. Like, I don't intend on playing small rooms forever, you know, and that's really where I come from when I write music. I picture it in a big place, you know, outdoors where people are partying on a lawn. You know, that's ultimately what we're aiming for, you know. Like, like the Enchanted Forest. Isn't that such a neat stage? Uh? Oh, beautiful place. Like, <laughs> super cool. Any place where I can tree. lean on a tree while I play bass yeah, is a good stage. You know? Trees growing up through the stage. <laughs> when I first walked up there, I thought they were props, and then I realized those are actual trees. So, <laughs> yeah. yes, prop. <laughs> yeah, so I played there uh, a few years back in another band, and I gave a shout-out to the trees, and... <laughs> That was before there was a roof on it. It was like a totally different stage. It was actually just like a flat, basically like a, you know, just like a bare stage, you know, a regular rectangle. Yeah, uh, we've done some really incredible renovations. Yeah, and now it's like, I mean, I'm honestly surprised that some of the more like no, like noble, uh, notable uh, touring acts don't go come through the Enchanted Forest. Um, it's just a cool venue, man. It's like an intimate outdoor venue and you don't really get that especially on a local level uh but we're lucky enough it's like right there you know and for 10 bucks you can see like really killer local acts in a really awesome place that sounds great so and for five more dollars you can get a fucking awesome beer while you're there <laughs> yeah. like wood county's <laughs> super super dope i like the leprechaun gold yeah, I had a strawberry IPA with that with there last time that was like really, it tasted like booberry cereal. I was just over the moon. Oh, you you can get booberry right now. We saw, I saw it in mm. Walmart the other night. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I think we had yeah. that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I bought the Count Chocula, just, but I didn't buy That's, booberry. But. Yeah, that when I'm going for cereal, it's probably going to be something, something like that instead. You know, I could go crazy <coughs> on really ridiculous cereal but my wife is really awesome and not buying it for that reason so i'm you used to be a fiend yes cash and bowls in the middle of the night bro yes <laughs> back to back uh i would eat like an entire <laughs> box of cereal in one go easy but <laughs> think about it they're only like three bucks that's like an entire <laughs> meal for three dollars <laughs> it's not bad not bad yeah right right <laughs> Half gallon of milk. <laughs> That's not factored in. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> what, what what beer do you drink, Shane, when you go to Enchanted Forest? Uh, I've never been to Enchanted Forest, but oh. probably um, High Life. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a simple man. He likes High Life. That's all he drinks is Miller High Life. It's champagne and beers. What can you oh, say? It's not true, it's man. It's good beer. I'm drinking a Michelob Ultra right now. <laughs> it was given to me, though. Right. High Life is good beer, Nobody. man. We, we played Bill, Milwaukee a few months ago, and and they had High Life on tap, and it, I swear it tastes better up there. I, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> everything's, everything's fucking colder, so. Yeah. It's super crispy, you know? I like right. sours and cervezas. I don't know. I just look at the menu and get whatever sounds good. 
you if you like Sarah's, you need to play it. Go to radio. Well, I got my shirt on, which you can see it. The radio artifact, Urban Artifact of Cincinnati. Yeah, I would love to play that. Urban Artifact is one of my favorite. Like, they uh, not. I guess their commercial stuff is really good, but I'm they're like spontaneous sours and their barrel age stuff is super super interesting. I'd love to play there. It's like in a, it's like a church. It's a weird old. It church. is. Oh, it's, hell it's yeah. huge. Yeah. Do they huge, have a stage? Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And they'll 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 make you a live album if you get on there. <laughs> Speaking of live out al- live go. albums like like we were discussing before the show. <laughs> really? We they, just, they just record the set? Yeah. It, it, it takes it, it takes them a little while to get it out to get it finished and mastered and everything, but that's all right, us too. Oh man. <laughs> I don't understand how this is it something that I've heard about. <laughs> well, I just man. told you. So. <laughs> You're just impatient. That's, that's all. That's very nice. <laughs> very good information here, Rob. I'm glad we have met on this fine evening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll get you the info, man. I'll, I'll get you the info. I'll give you. De- I'll give you Devin's email or whatever. Nice. Uh, oh, right on, man. Cool. But is that that's your plan? Is to make a live album as we were yeah. discussing for the show? What yeah. what brought that on? Uh, so I was just kind of insistent at first with the whole idea of like not wanting to do anything else to the mixes. And I think partially it's cause I hate <laughs> mixing a bunch of shit <laughs> and all that work that comes along with multi-tracking and I've done it, you know, and that's, that's how I've typically like been a part of recording projects and learned secondhand from, um, a previous band I was in, uh, Elephant Path, Devin Snelling. I, I'm not sure if you heard of Elephant Path at any time. Someone may have that's listening to this, but he is still making music. I actually learned a lot from him uh, secondhand. And, you know, we did a lot of multi-track recording, overdubbing, um, you know, use of plugins and things like that. And like, you know, I've done that recently too in my solo stuff, but I just kind of wanted to escape from that. Like, produced version of everything because i found myself kind of listening back to those old songs that were done and they just don't they're not the same like they don't feel the same they don't have the same energy they don't have the same like power that they do when we play them live uh so i really just wanted to focus on that and just really uh lean on the live sound the live sound, making it raw. And uh, Coco fought me on it at first. And it was kind of like, you know, we can do all this crazy stuff. You know, we can multi-track and we can layer. And that stuff is awesome. And we are going to get to that eventually. But with what we have right now, um, you know, we use a Model 12. We have a mixer that we just record straight to an SD card, drop the WAV files in a DAW, and I mix and master it from there. And, you know, we got pretty good results, you know, uh, from the first single that we released. Uh, it's called You're Older. And um, that was completely done live. No overdubs, no retracks. All the, vo- the vocal takes and everything are from the live version. Um, and it came out great. So now we're just going to kind of focus on that for a while. And we've kind of curated our pedal boards and our sound and our... Um, 
you know, all the effects and everything that we're using are really curated at this point, and we just want to capture that live thing in the best way and just get the raw version of that and get that out before we do anything else. Because, of course, that's not the only thing we want to do. Yeah, and there's like a healthy dose of perspective that's like coupled with recording and releasing single takes. Like everything that you do right then and there is going to be released. And if somebody, you know, has a mistake that catastrophically changes the trajectory of the take, you just, everybody starts over. And it's like, it's, it's unless it's perfectly executed to, you know, to like whatever standard would be set, it's not getting released. And that like also drives us to be a way tighter and way more coordinated group. And it's also like also why we're developing these pedal boards specifically for live sound and then capturing that sound rather than having like you, we were talking about a bunch of plugins and a bunch of like post-production and stuff. Cause that stuff's really cool. But we also like, we want you to be able to hear a thing and then come out and be even more impressed than when you listen to the album. Tell respective. <laughs> you guys got a favorite show story? Damn, we haven't played a lot of them. We're not seasoned enough, unfortunately. Yeah. Ah, it's, it's I've an, seen I've seen you. You're plenty seasoned, man. You put on a hell of a show. Appreciate that. That's Thanks. that's a lot of hours in the rehearsal studio, just yeah. like really tightening down and like being so so hypercritical of like everything that we're doing, so that way we can execute in the best way that we know how and the best way that we can. You know, I yeah. I had a uh, girl come up to me after a show and comment me on my drummer muscles squeeze my arm oh, a little bit that's right <laughs> pretty my my favorite show sir. <laughs> yeah well do you have a least favorite show story oh man i don't know if we can even say <laughs> i was gonna say i do i do first, but also yeah. it's like i don't want to throw i don't want to throw anybody under the bus like yeah it's it's a pretty it's, specific memory it's kind about of pretty specific people. It's only like, a little personal. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> not to not to stir any shit. Uh, <laughs> we probably oh might. stir it up, man. <laughs> no, we might have to talk about that off the record. That's yeah. That might be a that might be a conversation we have over a beer. You know, <laughs> for sure. Well, I'm glad you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> speaking of personal. Is there a very pers personal song to you guys? You can have different answers or whatever that you uh, that you personal of our own songs. Yeah. Uh. Well, um, they're all pretty personal. <laughs> um, you know, it's, from my perspective, it's a little different than these two fellas, just because from where like a lot of the songs that we learned initially have been mainly written by me whereas now you know things are changing a little bit so um you know they're all they're all definitely personal you know whenever i write a song it's i don't it's not very often that i write them recently uh so when i do i'm you know i like them typically um but yeah you got a favorite song to play live 
Um, you got to have a favorite song to play live. Shit. You all can have different. Have my, mine is uh, Good Times Where. Yeah. The time changes, the tempo changes. When we lock in, like when we really lock in, that magic happens. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, that For one me. is uh, that one is rough on bass. It's like we've <laughs> talked about that. It's like it's fine. It's it's really fun and it's like a pretty simple pattern. It's just there it's movement the whole time. Like it's like sixteenth like sixteenth note movement at like hundred forty or hundred fifty BPM the whole time. And it's pretty cool. It's fun. For sure, but like I said, taxing. Um, I think my, I don't know, I, I love, I really like playing Letting Go. It's like the first song that we have in the set that we're developing right now. And I like all the other songs, and there's some that are like, that have um, specific parts that I really love. But that song has just like, we've poured a lot of work into that tune. And it's came, it's come from like, like a song to like a series of movements that really like speak cohesively as a thing rather than just a song. And I like, I really love the progress and like the soundscapes that we do and shit like feels good. For sure. Uh, I would say I'm over here thinking cause I'm like, damn, you know, I kind of just dig playing our set this, this too. Set you know? It's crazy as well um, too. It's really fun. But I would say the one that makes me feel the coolest is probably El Camino. Uh, it's just super fucking heavy, fuzzy. I feel like uh, the guitar solo just, I just found this thing that I do in it that just is perfect for it. And it, every time I execute it, I just feel real good about it. Uh, so I'd probably say that one. I forgot to give the heads up at the beginning of, beginning of the show. If you hear cats, kittens, it's because there's kittens down here. That's all right. Oh, yeah. If you hear kids and dogs, it's because they're cats. over here. So yeah. no shit. We got just noise. You're gonna hear it. But you asked about like person like songs that are personal to us and like the the songs that we've been writing recently, I feel like are more intrinsically personal. Because not like content wise necessarily, like not like uh, like the, the from a lyrical perspective or something like that, but we are all like individually crafting this thing together, and it's like the the vision that we have as a band seems to be really like coming alive the more that we write collectively. And so there's like I want to say like four or five songs that we've been writing recently that are like that just feel so much like us. So yeah. For sure. I, I think that, you know, we're all at a point where we're changing together as musicians instead of changing individually still. You know, like we definitely do our fair share of, you know, practicing. I go home and do my thing. Coco does his thing. Shane does his thing. And uh, when we come together, though, it just seems like, you know, we're starting to kind of mend in the same ways and we're finding things that we like to do that, you know, it just it's the way we sound, you know, and I, I truly do think that we're finding, you know, a, a groove that we're in right now. And, um, you know, we're going to ride that wave as long as we can, you know, until a new form of inspiration comes along or a new influence. Um, but, you know, we're always, you know, we're, we're all influenced by so many different things already. And I think that is why we sound the way we sound, because we just kind of sound like 
mashing, uh, but in a beautiful way. You know, I think that we're really coming together in a cool way. Let's say I never noticed you sounding mashing or ca- like chaotic or anything <laughs> like that. You're, you guys got it down. Thanks, we man. regularly get in arguments, yes. full on arguments <laughs> over <laughs> what music is better and so on. Yeah. And shit, I mean, we've argued about parts. I mean, we're yeah. in rehearsal. I mean, it gets, we just care <laughs> deeply about it being right. And sometimes we all think we're all right in three different ways. And sometimes, you know, it ends up just being a thing that has to happen. But, you know, we end up working through it. We figure out what the solution is and we move on because it's the music that really fucking matters. It's not you know, the personal arguments because we're all just so ready for it to be great. And we're so just determined to make great music that impacts people. And that's really why we're so passionate and so heated at times because we just want it to be good, you know, and uh, Coco and I have, we actually played in a band when we first moved to Louisville and, you know, we feel, we know what it's like to squander time and to just uh, lose it to like petty, like petty quibbles and like just not being forthright, just not saying what you mean and like getting all of the shit out of the way and like letting stuff like it's, yeah, it was just, there was a lot of toxicity that we just didn't address ever. And then until it fell apart entirely. And then it felt like every part of it was a waste in retrospect, obviously, you learn so much from all of your experiences, like years of playing. Just there's there's nothing that you would do to like take it back. But it's like, damn, there's a th- few things that I'd change if I if I did go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we're growing all the time and it's really cool. Shane has actually it's ridiculous, has never played in a band. Well, he, he's like jammed with people, but he's never been yeah. in like a band playing shows and anyone who has seen Shane play, I mean, he <laughs> he destroys the drum kit like he's got eight limbs. It's yeah. insane. Regularly after shows, the uh, I think the most common thing is people come up and say, hey, man, that was really great. Your drummer is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't even matter that I write the songs or sing them or anything. It's just, Shane, you're as good as your drummer, though. I'll That's never- true. Man, my history teacher in high school told me that, and I'll never forget it. He was telling me to listen to Led Zeppelin. He's like, dude, do you like Led Zeppelin? I was like, duh. And he's like, who doesn't like Led Zeppelin? Every young musician. You you don't like Led Zeppelin? (laughs) I'm a punk rocker, man. (laughs) This guy. Listen, we could talk about Led Zeppelin for a minute because, you know, as much as I do love and respect them i also kind of despise them in a lot of ways because they stole a lot of their music but oh we yeah won't, we won't get into that they're still <laughs> amazing and they sound phenomenal the point is john bonham uh was the reason that he made that statement to me he's like you know john bonham is just an amazing drummer he listens better than any other drummer and you know a band is as good as their rhythm section like if you're as if your band if your drummer is great you're gonna sound pretty damn good even if you suck <laughs> you know so we got that working for us 
Yeah, because we suck. So <laughs> I like his, I like Shane Strowman. I I don't see him as a clubber. <laughs> like not that I've seen. That's actually something we've really had to like drive into him is more yeah it's like well because he's like he's a really nuanced player like he, he has like he started as a punk drummer right which is cool and honestly i could let him tell her this for himself but so, yeah, you um, go ahead <laughs> heard, uh yeah so he started as a punk drummer and uh was like a really proficient punk drummer and then moved later into like started you know listening to a bunch of the dead and started listening to more like fusion yeah. and stuff right and so it's like <laughs> All of a sudden, you're you're hearing these like these really like intricate bell like ride and bell parts, and you're hearing these really like intricate tom runs that are have, like have like really really solid clarity, and so that's what he's been kind of like focusing on seemingly for the past couple of years, which is great for us because a lot of our music demands that kind of technicality. But on the same side, we really want to fucking punch you in the face with crushing tones and part of that is like we need you to punch your symbols <laughs> and so we we there's a balance that we're finding and i think we've definitely within the past like year have have been way way more focused in that balance and have like definitely made huge steps toward that but yeah uh shane has recently learned how to hurt his hurt his metal so yeah we definitely work on dynamics a lot, you know, like bringing down the volume and, and trying to tame parts that are supposed to be quiet and try to bring up the intensity when it really is supposed to be intense. And that's, you know, something that I think Shane has done a tremendous job of. It's that's like, I think that just makes you uh, a really good drummer is when you understand dynamics, you Contrast. know, Contrast. it's the word of the word of the month, you know? Yeah. Well, the, I have so to play dynamic playing your guys' music. Our uh, music. Well, our, our music. I know you're on another screen, but like, come on. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, like mirrors, for example. I find myself having to, like, uh, get better as a drummer to play the music that's written just because Jeff likes writing in, like, 11. What drummer sits down and practices 11? You know, nobody. So I have to learn how to do that. You do. You know, well, now I do because, (laughs) you know, I'm playing the music that is written and uh, I have to do something that fits. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, I don't mean to write in these crazy time signature just because I can't eat I can't even count them when I write them I just <laughs> come to the room with this crazy riff and I'm like guys what is this what does this mean and they sit there and Coco will sit there and, and it's this and then Shane's like no it's this no it's or you can count it like this four measures of this and then it's a measure of this or we can just say it's 11 it's like <laughs> To me, it's just like, I know the riff, I can play it, and that's it. Yeah, honestly, we do more math than playing music. <laughs> we have kind of an inside joke in one of our songs. Uh, is it Burgundy? Yeah. There's a pause there. You know, well, I won't, it's whatever. It's going to remain on the inside. But <laughs> it's good. It's, it's good. Well, guys, I start running out of time. What What's the... Want to plug in there? What what you got coming up next? Uh, yeah, October thirteenth, Whirling Tiger. 
November 5th, uh, Gear Fest, uh, Galaxy Bar. We are looking for vendors, you know, vintage clothing vendors, uh, music stores that want to have a pop-up booth. Um, you know, glass blowers. glass blowers, you know, going to be kind of like a vendor. Even individuals. Market. Yeah, individuals that yeah. want to sell items. Uh, if you want to sell your art, you know, whatever. Um, Gear. Email. You got a surplus of. Yeah. Stuff laying around, want to sell it to other musicians. Uh, just email galaxygearfest at gmail.com. It's with an IE, Galaxy. Um, and then, yeah, you know, in the meantime, look out for new songs. We, you know, we have several things in the works. We've got a mix that we can't decide on. We need a bass take for it. <laughs> and uh, every time we we do the bass take, it's just not the one. According to Coco, me and Shane I'm, have both I'm convinced, been like... I'm convinced that we just need to redo the whole track live. Because like, I'm, at this point, so he said earlier that we were I was against the live thing. And I was at first because I, I too, had been inundated by people saying like, oh, multi-tracking, like you have such such room for like di diversity and like your recordings can be so much more de like depthy and stuff. Uh, and then I realized it's just better to uh, to just play the fucking music. Yeah, well, it's a multi-track song to cut to the chase. <laughs> it's for it's from a few months ago. It's just been like finished basically. It just needs a bass take. So that might be coming out. We're still deciding on that. But in the meantime, we're going to be trying to tra uh, actually track the current set that we have and try and basically turn it into like an EP or like a a live release of some sort. So, you know, all these things are possible and they should be coming at you. Within the next few months, I'd say by the end of winter, uh, like January, February-ish, you know, I'd like to have a good four or five songs to release. All right. Well, guys, can you find any, your music anywhere right now? Uh, yeah, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and then KennyMoon.com. Check it out. It's going to have, you know, photos of our previous shows links to buy stuff our merch we've got calendar all that good stuff on there all the newest music uh and then links to all the socials from there too so appreciate all the support